But uh, praise the Lord, we shall make it work. Hallelujah. So if we do have any children, you can go ahead and go to your class to CIA. Praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody else, you can be seated. We're going to have a good time tonight. <clears throat> I didn't use this this morning, but anyhow, I guess the anointing just killed the battery. So if you all have been here for the last uh, three Sunday nights, of course, last Sunday was Mother's Day, I think, yeah, so we weren't here. But we've been teaching on tongues, the language of heaven. That's what we're we doing tonight. We definitely got the power in here now. <laughs> okay, we could have done that, but I just like to have my freedom. I got to use my hands, and I would have been ah, doing all of this. So anyhow, so tonight we are going to talk about the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. So this is the way we say it. We're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost and far, far, far. Hallelujah. That's how you say it in Oklahoma. And when we get filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, there ought to be a change in our lives. How many in here are born again? <clears throat> oh, what a difference Jesus has made in our lives. How many in here are already filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, fire, fire? And you can attest to the fact that when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, there was a change that happened in your life. Amen? Well, we want to jump off tonight out of this wonderful scripture in Acts chapter 2. We've read it every Sunday night. Pastor read it today. But we just want to start there because today is the fulfillment of the day of Pentecost. Glory be to God. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. And let the church say, Amen. If you weren't here, the first uh, part one of this series, and I was illustrating on that day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost fell upon them, He sat on them with power. And it wasn't like some little candle on the top of their heads. He consumed them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. And I would like to, you might want to go online and look at that DVD because I sat on my husband's lap, glory be to God, and illustrated what it was like to be sat on. When somebody comes and sit on you, you sense their presence. You know they are there. And they knew that day that there was a power of God that had come upon them that they didn't have before. But now they were endued. Now they were consumed with God's presence and power from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. They were so consumed with the Holy Ghost and fire that they went out into the streets and they began to preach and to proclaim the good news. When you get on fire, you can't keep it to yourself. 
when someone on the inside is burning bright, you just got to tell the good news. We have some good friends of ours, and a few years ago, he took his wife out for their anniversary to this real special restaurant that she liked. Well, one thing about the restaurant, it was very dark in there, the romantic setting. So they only had like candlelight. They had candles on the table. And you know how wives do, well, in our case, how husbands do. They don't normally even ask if you have something on their, your plate that they want. They just reach over and take it. So anyhow, they'd had their meal, and he ordered a dessert, and they said to her, well, do you want a dessert? No, I'll just take a bite of his. Well, we know how that goes, you know. Keep going. So they're sitting in this dark, romantic restaurant, candlelight. Their dessert comes. It was in the wintertime. It was cold, and she had on this real beautiful sweater that had fringe all down it. So she reaches over to take a bite of his dessert. And the fringe on her sweater landed on the candle and caught on fire. So she jumps up and starts hitting her arm and screaming, I'm on fire! I'm on fire! I'm on fire! And her husband, instead of jumping to her rescue, he said, Shh, sit down. Be quiet. We're in a fancy restaurant. And she screamed back, You're not the one on fire! I'm on fire! I can't be quiet. And you know what? That's a good illustration for us. Because a lot of the church world will tell you when you're more enthusiastic about Jesus than they are, when you've got more fire in your life than they do, they'll say, Shh, sit down and be quiet. Don't be so fanatical. Don't be so radical. Shh. Sit down and be quiet. Well, our response if someone tells us that is, you're not the one on fire. I'm on fire. And I am not going to keep it to myself. Hallelujah. We ought to be word believing, tongue talking, and devil casting out believers. Amen. On fire with the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. It's available to every single believer. Our spiritual father, back in the late 1980s, he had a visitation from the Lord. Jesus appeared to him. He talked to him for three hours. That had to be quite a conversation. And in that conversation, at the end of the vision, Jesus said this to Brother Hagin. My plan under the new covenant is for every believer to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've gone through the last few weeks all through a bunch of scriptures that give us evidence of why every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit. We've looked at the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. But I think that's pretty awesome. Right out of the mouth of Jesus to our spiritual father, he said, it is my plan under the new covenant that every believer would be filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost and fire. 
You've all heard of John, haven't you? John the Baptist. He was the forerunner of Christ. And he preached repentance and he, you know, he'd preach that people would be baptized in water. But he also made this statement about the baptism of the Holy Spirit over in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. This is what John said. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. But what's he going to do? He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everybody say, fire, fire, fire. Holy Ghost and fire. And when we get baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, it's not just a little dab will do you. It's not get filled with the Holy Ghost in fire and burn really, really bright for one week and then the flame flicker and fizzle and go out. No. Why is that? Because the author of this fire that we get on the inside of us is God Himself. Hallelujah. Hebrews twelve twenty nine says that our God is A consuming fire. Consuming. God never gets old or cold or burnt out or his glow doesn't grow dim. And he's the one that lives on the inside of us. And he is the author of the Holy Ghost and fire. So when we get him, we ought to constantly be burning bright, bright. Bright, bright, brighter, brightest, 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 brightest. Y'all get the point, right? <laughs> There's a wonderful book by a man that, by the name of Wesley Duell, and it's called The Blaze for God. And I want to quote him out of that book. He said, God created our spirits to be flammable. We are spiritually combustible. Our nature is created to be ablaze by the Spirit. We are spiritually most blessed, most victorious, most usable when we are ablaze with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Don't you like that? You know, in the natural, fire has a tendency to go out. It goes out if it's not fueled, if it's not stoked, if it's not, you know, given something to make it keep burning. But you and I, in the realm of the Spirit, this fire does not have to go out. But we got to keep it aglow and burning. Romans chapter 12, verse 11 this is the scripture that Women's Aglow built their ministry on many years ago. I actually love this in the Amplified. It says, Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor, but be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm aglow, and I'm burning with the Spirit. And I'm not going to lag in zeal. I'm going to be fervent. I'm going to serve the Lord with joy and gladness. There's a saying, and it's not a compliment. If somebody says, keep up, 
you're lagging behind. You don't want to hear that about yourself at work. You don't want to hear that about your kids. You know what lag means? To fall behind. To move more slowly than expected. I like this one. To wane in intensity. So he's saying, I don't want you to wane in intensity in your walk with the Lord. And it's hard for us in the natural just to keep ourselves stirred up. That's why he said, I'm going to give you a heavenly helper. That's why we need times of refreshing and refueling and refiring and reviving, whatever you want to call it. Re in front of any word means do it again. Hallelujah. You may have been vibed before, but you need to be revived. You might have been fired up once before, but you need to be re-fired. So we need times when we just come before him and say, Lord, here I am. Refuel me. Refresh me. Revive me. Refire me up in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're not going to lose our intensity because we're going to do what's necessary to stay full of the Holy Ghost and fire. In the book of Acts, it was evident that the church age started out with a blaze of glory. And do you think that it should be any different at the end? They were the beginning of the church age. We are at the end of the church age. And we're going to end strong. Hallelujah. We're going to end full of zeal and full of the fire of God. Can I get an amen? And a witness. Down through the church age, every move of God, every man, every woman of God who have been mightily used of him have been people who were filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I think about a man by the name of John G. Lake. He was over in Africa. The continent was being plagued with a blue bonnet disease and plague. He would took that foaming disease and put it in his hand. They put it under a microscope. And those disease germs died instantly. He was a man full of the Holy Ghost and full of the fire of God. I think about Amy Simple McPherson. She was filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. She'd stand up and preach under the anointing of God. Signs, wonders, and miracles followed the preaching that she did. She was the founder of the Foursquare four, uh, four denomination. She rose up and spoke boldly, boldly because she had the fire of God burning in her bones at a time when women weren't even supposed to preach. But the anointing and the fire came upon her. I sometimes sense like the prophet Jeremiah said over in Jeremiah chapter 20. He said, it's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. And I can not keep it to myself. When you're the one on fire, when your sweater has caught on fire, you're not going to sit down and be quiet. Hallelujah. You're going to preach. You're going to exhort. You're going to serve. You're going to be a witness. Hallelujah. Because someone on the inside is burning bright. Someone on the inside ought to 
show up on the outside. Hallelujah. That same fire, that same zeal and passion that people have had down through the church ages. Those that were first filled with the Holy Ghost at the Azusa Street outpouring. That same power, that same Holy Ghost fire ought to be evident in the church today. We are at a crucial time in history, in the history for our nation, in the church in the world. You know the best thing that you can do for your nation, for our nation, is to pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost and pray for the church. Because if Christians would rise up and be Christians. If Christians would be full of the Word of God and full of the Spirit of God, we would be world changers. Hallelujah. It's time to pray. It's time to be full of the Spirit of God. Full of the power of God. Oh, we used to sing this old song, and you might not think it's scriptural, but it worked. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power just now and baptize everyone. I know technically the power is here because the power is in us, but we need outpouring. We need to sometimes just look up and say, Oh Lord, everybody do it with me. Oh Lord, send the power just now. Let there be times of refreshing in our midst. Glory be to God. Let there be fresh outpouring of your Holy Ghost. Fire brings change. Fire burns out hindrances. And fire burns out insecurities. We need to look at this passage over in Isaiah chapter 6 and see what happened to the prophet Isaiah when he came in contact with the fire of God. He had this vision beginning in verse 3, and he said, And I heard, and one cried. He had this vision of angels and seraphims and cherubims round the throne of God. And he heard them crying one to another. Let's just say this. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. I like that so much. Let's say it again. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth full of his glory. Hallelujah. Then verse 4. And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. Isaiah had had this vision of the throne of God. He was high and lifted up, and he saw the glory of the Lord. 
Like I said, he saw cherubims and seraphims around the throne of God. I looked up in Strong's what a seraphim is, and it says a burning, fiery, angelic being. That's what he saw around the throne. A burning, fiery, angelic being around the throne that was saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. Amen. That only stands to reason because our God is a consuming fire. So you know some of the beings and the creatures that he has created are fiery beings. Glory be to God. So when Isaiah saw this, he felt unworthy. In verse 4, he said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Uh, Actually, verse 5. So he said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. God was visiting him and he was giving him his ministry and commissioning him to go and to do what he was called to do. But he had this unworthy consciousness. He felt like, no, I can't do this. But what happened? Did God say, okay, if you feel unworthy, if you feel unrighteous, if you feel incapable, then okay, we won't, you won't have to do it. No, God had an answer. For those feelings found in verse 6. Then one of the seraphim, one of those burning, fiery angels flew to me. And he had in his hand a live coal, which he has taken from the altar. He touched my lips with it. And he said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Isaiah wasn't born again, but he was touched by the fire of God. You and I are born again, but there are times that we need that same touch by the Holy Ghost and fire because it will burn out those insecurities. It'll consume that unworthy consciousness. It'll get rid of those hindrances. It'll make a coward and a denier become a preacher. We have a great example of Peter on the day of Pentecost a few days before was denying Jesus. Couldn't even stand up. To a little girl, but one touch, one dose of the Holy Ghost turned him into another man. One touch of the fire of God and his lips were purged. His lips, his tongue went from saying, I don't know him, to saying, he is the Christ. He is the risen Lord. This gospel which I preach. Hallelujah. Woo. The fire. It'll get in your lips. It'll get on your tongue. Hallelujah. It'll purge you. 
It'll swallow up the I can'ts. Maybe you've been tempted to say a lot of bad words about yourself. To talk contrary to the word of God. To speak doubt and unbelief. To speak fear filled words. Tonight this altar is going to be open. And it's big enough to handle your tongue. Maybe you need to put your tongue on the altar. Maybe that tongue has been so long that it's been gossiping about other people. Put your tongue on the altar. Let your tongue get touched by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Purged, cleansed, swallowing up the I can't. That's what happened to Isaiah. He was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. That fiery angel touched his lips. And verse 8 says, And also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? Who will go for us? He had a change of heart. And his words changed. He, what did he say? Then I said, that's Isaiah talking. Isaiah said, Here am I. Send me. Here am I. Send me. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to come down upon some of you afresh and anew. Tonight, some of you have been afraid to be a witness on your job. Some of you have been afraid to even tell your family about Jesus, to stand up for Him. But by the time this night is over, I believe as a congregation we're going to be saying, Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. I've been ignited with fresh fire. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I, Lord. I'll go to Bart. I'll go to my next door neighbor. I'll go to my family. Hallelujah. When fire gets in your bones, you can't keep it to yourself. Fire sends you. Fire refines us. Fire refreshes us. Fire purifies us. Fire revives us and renews us. The fire of God, the oil of God, these are forms of the anointing. And doesn't the Bible say this about the anointing? It is a yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. The anointing, which is present right now. I don't know if you sense him, but I do. I started out preaching this message by faith, but now I know the anointing is here. Pastor kept saying, how many of you want to be refreshed? And I was going, yeah, that'd be good. I'd like to be refreshed. Well, guess what? That same anointing that is flowing out of me is refreshing me. Hallelujah. And y'all are getting in on it. Hallelujah. The anointing, it is the manifest presence of the Lord. And His presence brings refreshing. It brings recovery. It brings restoration. Let me just read a couple of scriptures and then we are going to have an anointing service. 
Acts 3.19, just the last part of that out of the Amplified says, just the last part there where it says, that times of refreshing, of recovery from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is here. You may have been going through a difficult season in your life. You may have been in a fiery furnace of the enemy. But I want to tell you, God's fire is all-consuming. What the devil's fire meant for harm, God's fire will show up on the scene and consume it. Hallelujah. Recovery from the effects of heat. Some of you may just been tempted to feel a little bit weary, thirsty, and dry spiritually. But his presence brings reviving. Reviving with fresh air. On the day of Pentecost, there was a mighty rushing, what? Wind. A wind that filled that upper room. And tonight that same wind of the Spirit is blowing in this place and bringing fresh air. Glory to God. And then Pastor, you know he's got his gallon of oil over there tonight. So let me read you this scripture. I like this one out of the King James Psalms 92.10. The psalmist David, he said this, But my horn shalt thou exhort, exalt like the horn of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Can you all lift your hands and say that with me? I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So I know tonight that there's people here in different categories, but the Holy Ghost is here to meet every single need. So I'm just going to ask everybody to stand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is Pentecost Sunday, and I know that Pastor already asked about visitors, but I don't want to assume that everyone here is filled with the Holy Ghost because we want to give you that opportunity before we have our anointing with fresh oil service. So everyone just lift up your hands for a moment. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord, we give you place tonight. We give the Spirit of the living God place to move in our midst. As an act of our will right now, we pray in the Holy Ghost and we stir ourselves up. We open our hearts to what you want to do in this place. This is not a ritual. This is not a form. This is of you. We set our hearts to receive from you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. If you are here tonight and you have not ever been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, We want to invite you to come first. 
Or perhaps you've had hands laid on you and there hasn't been that fluency in your prayer language. And you'd just like to go deeper in your walk with Him. Deeper in your heavenly prayer language. Then we want to invite you to come. We're going to wait just a moment. So if they, either one of those categories fits you, you come now. And then... Oh, it is a good thing. It is a good thing to seek me. It is a good thing to be anointed with fresh oil. It is a good thing. Hallelujah. Lord, we're thanking you for a corporate anointing. A corporate anointing in this place. Oh, Matt, that means on the Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> now, we have people that are fired up, and they are ready to lay hands on you with us. Glory be to God. And we are expecting the Word of God to signs to follow the preaching of the Word of God. If you need you need fire to be rekindled on the inside of you. There is fire at the altar. If you need to put your tongue on the altar and say, Lord, touch my words, purge my speech. Whatever you need is here at the altar. So we're not going to ask you. That's between you and the Lord. But if you want hands laid on you for that, you want hands laid upon you just to be refreshed. It's available tonight. Hallelujah. 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 So this is what we're going to do. Yeah, you said you can go ahead and come down. We're going to have the, the ushers move this. If you want, you know, you don't have to. But, you know, I would, if I were you, I would. I would. I mean, hey, aren't we gluttons for God? Don't we want all that he has for us? Glory be to God. So the ushers are going to help you. I think the best way would be to go to the side aisles maybe. And then the ushers will help you go back down the center aisle. So all right. Now come on. Come on believers. Glory be to God. We shall be anointed with fresh oil. Glory to God. Go ahead Pastor Tom. You can just begin to play something if you would.